right, guys. Alex McDonald in Atlanta, joined by Daniel Munoz in Minnesota. What's up, Danny? Nothing, Al. How you doing? I'm doing all right. It is Monday, February the 27th. It's good to be back. I had a um, kind of an unexpected day today, Daniel. I forgot to tell you this before the yeah, show. Yeah, I don't know any of this. Uh, last night, yesterday, I noticed water on the floor. And you know my history with flooding. Not a good one. No, not, not uh, no, sir. Uh, this this house has been flooded twice by uh, water line, water, water main, water line breaks, whatever you want to call them. This time it was my water heater. It was, uh, it was leaking at the drain valve and it wasn't leaking a lot, thankfully. And the water I noticed was just a little bit. So I caught it and was able to get out there with a bucket, but it was 8 PM last night on a Sunday. There's, there's no fixing something at 8 PM on no. a Sunday. So, uh, I ended up having to fix it today and I did fix it, fixed it myself. I, I watched a YouTube video. And uh, fixed it myself with, by the way, the assistance of Mr. Larry Cox that's in the uh, in the chat there. Larry loaned me the world's biggest pipe wrench. And the only possible way I could have broken this thing loose was with the world's the biggest, world's biggest pipe, wrench. pipe wrench. And um, I was able to get that fixed. So I successfully repaired my water uh, water heater when you, today. Water tank. Uh, I s- I seem to recall when you got your drone stuck in a tree. It was Larry Cox. No, are we not? No, no, it, it, it was. All right. It was for certain. We don't want to tell this story. No, I'll I'll tell the story. I don't care. Um, I got, so I, I, I bought a new drone. I, I, I had drones. I bought a new one. I bought the, uh, what was it? The Mavic two pro zoom or something like that. Something. Yeah. It was the dog's bollocks of drones. It was the tits, yeah. I took it out to fly it. Very first time. Flew it straight into a tree. Buried it up to its nuts in tree guts. And uh, yeah, Larry Larry came out with some some poles and big old woods yeah poking Knock that po- shit down poking things so that, and and uh i think a machete because had to cut through some brush to get to it and uh yeah larry uh larry came to the rescue good there. to have a larry cox around yeah well larry has a you know larry's business i'm not going to say what it is or anything like that larry unless larry wants to he can say in the chat um their their company utilizes an awful lot of not only heavy machinery, but along with heavy heavy machinery goes heavy duty tools. Right. So I know Stuff if I'm for poking and wrenching something something for poking and wrenching. And I know if I need uh, if I'm short something, that's the one thing I don't have is an actual pipe wrench. I've tons of other different kinds of wrenches, right. a, a monkey wrenches and and adjustable wrenches and and oh you know box Ballad head and open head and-, and stuff like that. Don't have a pipe wrench. Never never really had a need for one. Don't consider myself the plumbing type Much of a whatsoever. Piper, yeah. But yeah, thank you, Larry. Much appreciated. And um, all fixed, thankfully. So back to work tomorrow. But let's say. Uh, Let's go over here. Let's let Steve tell us a joke or there we Lucy go. Give us some hearts or give us some hearts. A DHCP packet walks into a bar and asks for a beer. Bartender says here, but I'll need that back in an hour. That's funny. That's an internet joke. 
that's a uh, in network. Why why did it only show up the one comment? Oh. Why did it you, not show everyone's comments? You broke stuff. I have apparently. Well, shoot. I don't know. Everybody that said hi is in the chat. Um, I can I can show you that everyone that are. said hi is in fact in the chat. So I'll do it here. We got Diamond Dave. What's up, Dave? Good to see hey, you. Dave. Peggy Brown is here. What's up, Peggy? Hi, Peggy. Holly's here. What's up, Holly? Good to see you. Hello, sister. Richard Sarkeesian is here. What's up, Richard? Hey, Richard. Uh, Janine is here. Hi, Janine. Thanks hey, Janine. for being here. Bill Campbell's here. Simplified brother. Uh, hey, there's Larry Cox. Thank you, man. Appreciate hey, it. Larry. Mitch McCarty is with us. What's going on, hey, Mitch? Mitch. Uh, Joy is here. Hey, Joy. Hello, Good sister. to see you. And... Um, yeah. Dude, they got like two feet of snow down there. She's down in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah? We got like a foot up here. They got, yeah, like two feet of snow. Did they That's really? That's a lot of snow. Yeah. Um, My eagles, my eagles got snowed on in Big Bear, and it was like five feet of snow, and it made a really nice eagaloo. Yeah, I know. You can, you can send me your hate mail to... Uh, what is it? The um, Diamond T TPS, at... the TPS report live at gmail.com. It made a real nice eagle. And literally the eagle was just buried in snow, uh, which of course snow is an insulator. So, and eagles right. have an internal body temperature of 105 degrees. I don't know if anyone knows that, but they do. And so, you know, just nice and toasty while she's in there um, incubating her eggs. Uh, but yeah, five feet of snow. That's in California. It's a lot. Which is weird. Apparently, there's some very cold parts of California. Big Bear being one of them. They yeah. have mountains. An eagle. Yeah. We'll forget that was sad, shall we? Um, what are we talking about? I That, <laughs> that bugs me. That, Dave's uh, trying to be mad because I was trying to route our hate mail to him oh yeah that's right <laughs> let's see if i can no that didn't do shit that that made it worse i i just made the chat worse by by trying to be fancy and do something slick you broke it worse i broke it if it, every it's still there everyone's still here maybe i'll just jump over to here uh for right now danielle when we go to the chat oh yeah because they're all in there yeah everybody's there it's just my um Pardon me. What's the word? Widget. My widget isn't. Uh, My widget's widgeting just fine. Is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, the one on the, yeah, the one in the browser is, but the widget inside of the stream gotcha. inside my broadcast software, whatever you call this shit, it's uh, not doing what it's meant to do. Anyway. Let's get on it. We got some stuff to talk about. We do have some stuff to talk about. Let's start with rewriting history. But we're not going to talk yet again about rewriting history. We're going to talk about something else. It's kind of a weird one. And it's the, f I, I, maybe Danielle has other examples. This is the first example of this that I've seen, but I imagine this is going to become more commonplace. Rewriting literature. Taking the works of classic authors yeah. and rewriting it to suit inclusivity to make these books more inclusive 
talking this is this is the one I'm talking about specifically, Roald Dahl. Uh I don't know how familiar in America people are with Roald Dahl. Very. You know? Very okay. Yes. We grew um, up on his books. Kids still read them. Okay. In England, it, it, he did a lot of uh, children's novels. He also did a BBC TV show, TV series. He wasn't in it. He he produced it and everything. It was called Roald Dahl's Tales of the Unexpected. And it was uh, it was very much like your Twiglet Zone, your Twilight Zone uh, type of format. It Well, Tales of the Unexpected. I mean, it, it kind of speaks for itself, right? And, um, so he, he was, he was one of the most respected British authors, uh, that I remember growing up as a kid. Well, now they're there. I don't know who they is. In this case, it's his publisher, right? They're rewriting or beginning to rewrite some of his works to remove some of the words or descriptions um, some of the, uh, I don't know, graphicness, it's, but it's not really no, it's not. It, at it's, all. It's, it's not graphic, not at, graphic all. at all. And it's in the name of inclusivity. Is that what they said in the article, Danielle? Yeah. So that it's acceptable or accessible to all people. Yeah. So they're removing words like fat or crazy. Uh, what others were there? Double chin. That's right. One of his characters was described as one of her traits was she having like a, a, a double crooked chin. Crooked nose, snaggle tooth, double chin. Yeah, crooked nose, snaggle tooth, double chin. They've removed double chin because I guess it's offensive to fat folks. Yeah, and they've changed it to like big nosed, crooked mouthed, and gotten rid of double chin. Yeah. I don't know if this is common. Danielle, this rewriting of classic literature. This was the first I'd ever heard of it. I, listen, we know that history books get rewritten. We know that. And we know that some books like um, Dr. Seuss books have been pulled from publication, but not actually like altering the text of books. And Dave is saying that um, he read they decided against editing his books after Backlash. Have they? Which that would probably be a good move, yeah. To be honest with you, to reconsider doing this. Um, imagine, yeah, imagine. I had a nine-year-old student the other day, a homeschool student, talking about he was about to start James and the Giant Peach. Didn't Matilda one of his too? I have kids right now. Is, I'm not sure. I might be speaking out of turn. I think he wrote Matilda. I've got kids reading. I mean, they're not reading it for me. They just we talk. I talk about books as much as I can. Um, but of course, James and the Giant Peach, um, the chocolate one, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We love that shit. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about imagine rewriting or not rewriting, but imagine selectively editing The Catcher in the Rye. It doesn't make any sense. Imagine doing it to Shakespeare or even more importantly, imagine doing it to Charles Dickens. Because Shakespeare was a hack. Everybody knows that he was shit. Didn't even speak English. Had to make up words, idiot. He did make up words. Well, his lover made up <laughs> yeah. words. Charles Charles Dickens used all of the words available to him and used them expertly. Unlike, a lot. He used a lot of words. Unlike that hack Shakespeare. But ima imagine that. Imagine. So I'm glad. 
that there was backlash yeah. to this because, you know, it may not be Dickens. It may not be Shakespeare, but it's, it's Roald motherfucking doll. And I don't know if these publishers underestimated the, the, the attachment that people have to his works. I don't know if they thought maybe we can use this as a test case, fly it under the radar and figure out what we can get away with here. But I hope da I hope that's right. I hope that uh, Dave is correct. I do they, too. Yeah, I was sick when you sent me that article. That I knew this would piss you off, not because it was Roald Dahl, right? But because rewriting works of fiction is ridiculous. Yes. I mean, yeah, the premise on them its for face. offensive language. And dude, when you said like the thought of them fucking with Catcher in the Rye. Like, made, when you said that, like, it honest to God made my eye twitch because imagine, sorry, I'm banging on my desk. Imagine what they would do to catch her in the rye. Mm -hmm. Imagine the shit they would take out of that book. Yeah. I mean, they've already, they already overreact to things like, uh, for example, To Kill a Mockingbird. Pulling it from school libraries, for example, because of what's perceived as offensive language, Right. Uh, what's the one where the kids are on the island and all start murdering each other? God damn it. What's that thing Lord called? Of the flies. Lord of the, Lord of the flies. flies. Thank you. Hasn't that been pulled from some Probably. school I, libraries? I haven't heard that it has, but it would not surprise me. Yeah. That's taught in curricula. That's. Well, it used to be. I don't oh, know that it true. is I've been anymore. out of the classroom for a while. That's, that's the thing. The, you know, the stuff that we read. Because Piggy has the SMAR. Put it this way. If Roald Dahl is considered... Fair game. Yeah. If, if, if they consider that to be, I don't know, a, a target for their inclusivity agenda. Um, half of the stuff that we read when I was a kid would be on that list as well. Um, this, I talk about slippery slopes, man. Well, and the fact that, I mean, this isn't like, you know, Jane Smith, you know, over in, Illinois that wrote a book that sold, you know, 600 copies that they're going after. Right. This is a biggie. And I mean, and that's, you know, when I said that he was fair game, like he is a prolific author that we, many of us grew up with, that we know the name and we remember the works. So when they say, oh yeah, we're, t you know, we're calming down this and that, like that, that hits heartstrings. So the fact yeah. that they were brazen, whomever they are, I don't know who they are, but that, that somebody was brazen enough to do that. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. Well, it looks like Penguin Books have decided to publish the original versions as well as the, the new inclusive versions. And you know what? Hopefully the new versions go the way of fucking new Coke. I, I hope they sell zero copies that even, I hope even the wokest of the woke understand the the risks of rewriting works of fiction the works are going to buy it but hopefully they're going to be small enough that God. i tell you what you know what i'm gonna go out and buy as soon as they reprint those books I'm going to go out buy and buy the originals. whatever, yes, whatever Penguin puts out in the originals, I promise to God I will. My right hand to God, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And not that my one purchase is going to make a bit of difference, but. Well, I could use some Roald Dahl. 
uh, books as well. So I think I'm going to join you because this is uh, this is a precedent that, in my opinion, cannot be set. Yeah, no, and it, it can't be deal. allowed to stand um, because if they start here, where does it end? And you know what, Al? I disagreed with the argument about the N-word in certain books, but at least I, I'm sorry, I have to stop banging on my desk, but you have got me fired up. At least I understood that argument because that is a horrific, hurtful word. And there is nothing like there's nothing okay about that word. I didn't agree with I don't agree with that argument. I don't agree with pulling those books from shelves, but I at least understand trying to like protect people from hearing those words. But the word fat, the word double chin, like dude, if you're fat and you have a double chin, you know, you're fat and you know, you have a double chin. Right. Doesn't make you a bad person. Right. You know, we yeah. all got issues. God knows I got issues. I know I got issues. I don't necessarily want to read about them, but I know I have them. Yeah. I listen, you know? I, I, I understand I'm, I'm with you. I understand the argument for, for censoring certain words. Right. I, I don't agree with it. Right. But at least I understand that argument. Right. This is just horseshit. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm, I'm concerned about where we are as a society when decisions like this are being made and, you know, it, number one, it doesn't get reported on the news. Right. This this is important because now it's works of fiction. How long until it's news articles that we go back and edit? And these these the same journalists that aren't reporting on this story, how long until their stories? are manipulated and changed in the future in an attempt to rewrite history or to become more inclusive. Alex, you brought us the story about APA style being changed to right. include they, them force as pronouns for singular people. Mm -hmm. It's been done. History is being changed as we speak. Yep. Those yeah. gender nonspecific pronouns are now in APA format, which is what written news texts use. Mm -hmm. It's done. It's changed. Oh, dude, it's it's ridiculous. I'm telling you. Um, let's see. Michelle Brown's here. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Richard Bradshaw. What's up, Richard? Good to hey, see Richard. you. Um, has anyone else snuck in under the radar that I've missed? Richard Sarkeesian. What's Michelle up? Said hey to him. Hey, Richard. Um, I thought I saw somebody else. Maybe not. Maybe you got him. If we missed you, say hey again. Yeah, say hey again. And we'll say hey. Sorry, uh, Alex got me all up in my feels. <laughs> no, I, I knew that. I knew that this one would bother you. If not as much, most likely more than it bothers me. There are many things that uh, I've read that are, listen, I've read Mein Kampf. Right. It's a horrific book. But trying to purge history of that book is a mistake. Yeah, and, and like you've said before, not in so many words, but when you take hate out of the spotlight it hides in the shadows right and when it's hiding in the shadows who's watching it right only other haiti folks right 
There is no monitoring. It has to be front and center so that people can can identify it. You know, um, we live in we live in such a sterilized culture these days. People, I in fact, I think Dave and I on Saturday may be having a conversation similar to this. We're not exposed to. There's many things where we don't have to look evil in the eye and put it down. We, right. we pay people to do that, right? We pay the military. We pay our special forces. We pay the police. We pay them to look evil in the eye and take it down. It's not our responsibility. But because it's not our responsibility, we don't learn to recognize evil. Right. And, and when, when we become the victim of it, it's so foreign that people don't know how to respond. They don't know how to react. It's, it's, um, it, it's just well, a, a foreign concept. To and people. it's so foreign that it's not even that we don't know how to react. We don't understand it. Like how many times have you had to say to me, you know, when I'm just flummoxed by something somebody does and like, honest to God, can't understand it. And you're like, it's because some people are just bad. Like, right. because, and that's what it is. It's that we are so, for me, it's so easy for me not to see those things, like to choose not to see those things that we're, when I do see it, it's just so foreign to me. I don't understand yeah, it. I mean, we're protected from it. In my society, executions would be televised. So that people can see what, not because, not to glorify it, right? but to show people this is what it is. In my society, abortions would be televised to show people what this is. This is what you support. Wars, wars would be on TV 24-7, not sterilized, not clinical. They would be on there in their full bloody horror. We're going to, when we get into the stories that we're about to get into about, you know, transgender folks and what's going on, this is one of those things that happens when, I mean, and you keep making this point when, you know, when we don't say double mastectomy and we don't say, you know, vaginoplasty and we don't say, um, oh, I can't think of the penis one. Well, we, but we put an, a, a, a we nice say, moniker on, we call it gender affirming care. Or top surgery and bottom surgery. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Well, it's like a, it's like a third trimester abortion. We call it a late term abortion. Right. We don't call it tearing a baby to pieces limb by limb. Right. We call it a late term abortion. And um, this this editing of liter of, of literary works is a step in that direction. In this case, it's it's kind of ridiculous. It's words like fat and and double right. chin. It's, it's pathetic. It's it's protecting the weakest among us. Right. If that's the case. But next, it will be graphic works well, of and literature, and it's encouraging weakness that I believe is part of the whole wanting people to be more dependent on the government. Yeah. You know, encouraging fatness, you know, 
what is it? Healthy at any size? No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Canadian bacon's here. What's up, Becky? Hey, bacon. Good to see you. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It just, it bothers me. It scares me. And, um, what can you trust at this point? Right. What can you trust if we're, if we're not exposed to the original words of the author, are we even reading the, the, the original work? Well, yeah. I mean, we're not reading their ideas. Right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. All right, well, let's talk about some tranny issues, shall we? Let's get into it. Let me uh, whiz Are you going to do the Woody Harrelson thing first? Or? Oh, yeah, let's do that. I'm just going to play a quick video. Okay. Um, Woody Harrelson hosted, what was it, uh, Saturday Night Live? And people made a big deal out of this video. I thought it was whatever. It was a, a five-minute buildup to a, a joke that that died it fell flat on its face, to be honest with you. But I'm going to play the little joke so everybody can hear it. I've cut out the five-minute build-up to it, and we're just going to go. But the whole, his his entire uh, monologue was leading up to this one joke. Let's take a look at this. Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes, and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea, <laughs> being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. Anyway, Very it's little about laughter. that time. Because the Saturday, because the Saturday Night Live audience is uh, wokey blue, they're they're woke as fuck. Basically, they know what that joke was about. It was a dig at big pharma right. and COVID, and uh, so the joke fell flat. But it's That's good. Funny I thought that was some funny shit. Yeah, listen, it's good that people are actually starting to, when, when it becomes part of a, when it's a joke and it's part of pop culture, you know that views are changing and tides are changing, right? Talking of views changing, uh, the energy department who run all of these labs, by the way, Danielle, the energy department uh, is the latest government entity to conclude that COVID likely came from a lab leak. It's again, this, this one's kind of important because it oversees a network of U.S. labs and says the decision was made with low confidence. That's not ideal. Uh, but they have actually said that, no, they think it came from a lab leak. Um, Dude, we've caught multiple YouTube strikes. Yeah. From floating this theory. Yeah. Yeah. And for now the, for years now. Yeah. And now the people that actually run the labs are saying, yeah, it was, it was probably a lab leak. We probably, yeah, probably I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna go with a low we're gonna go with a low confidence on that because we really don't want uh, you know, a fucking overthrow of government. Don't want to attract a whole lot of attention to that one. Yeah, we want this one to fly under the radar a little bit and maybe, maybe in a few years rewrite what we said. To, to say high confidence so that, 
you know, we can lie. Just like to the slide people. out the low confidence to just leave confidence there for a while. Yeah. And then after a while, we'll just slide in. We'll slide in. We will roll. H-I. Yeah. And then slide in the G-H. In a, in a few years, we will roll doll this shit, change right. the wording so that we can tell people, hey, no, we, we said we were we were transparent with you. Um, the people that run the labs are now saying that, yeah, it was probably a lab leak. The FBI have said, yeah, it was probably a lab leak. The CIA haven't yet. The CIA aren't, aren't convinced at this point, but the CIA were convinced that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. So who the right. fuck listens to the CIA anymore? We talked about a study two years ago that said looking at the SARS-2 the way it was then, that it clearly had not, was not a, an animal cell that had mutated, that it was created, it was intentionally created, mm -hmm. was the verbiage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it didn't actually say made in a lab, but it was, ain't no monkey ever intentionally created nothing. Right up poo to throw right so what they were saying was this shit was made to lab yeah yeah we caught a strike for that we caught strikes for many pieces of accurate <laughs> in many many pieces of accurate information many. but yeah many. the um unbelievable yeah. the I'm energy the lab created after all the energy department the actual lab owners and runners are um the lab guys Admitting it's uh, the shit's man-made. Might have something. Came, Might have happened. Came out of a lab. Remember, hey, Jessica's here. Hey, Jess. Remember when we named the two scientists that were the first two infected persons? Yes. In the Wuhan lab, and we name we put their names out there. That was our very. It wasn't a strike. It was our very, it was the very first time we got, it was called a warning on YouTube. They took the video down that will never be seen again, but they gave us a warning because their, their rules say you have to give a warning and then the strikes, right? The very first thing we got was for naming those two Wuhan lab scientists that got infected and, uh, initiated the spread of the virus. Now, people may have said we were oh. crazy. People may have said you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But we Conspiracy were, theorists. But we were right. Yep. We were right. Yeah, there's nothing that we said about... I mean, we've been wrong about some shit. Oh. But there's nothing that we said about COVID that we were wrong about. Yeah. We've been, we've been wrong about a lot of things, but not COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're wrong about we'll be wrong about some shit tonight, but not about COVID because we knew how important it was. Right. And it was and, and that's that was our COVID coverage was remarkably careful. Yeah, we, that's what I said. We were very careful about it. We didn't do any conspiracies. We didn't do any hype. We we covered facts. Right. And when we gave opinion, it was, uh, I think, very sound advice that we right. gave to people. Well, and I think that we took what we were doing very seriously and we wanted our friends that watched our show to trust us. And we knew that that COVID thing was very big and very scary yeah. and that there was a lot of 
conflicting information floating around. So we were trying to be helpful. Turns out there was a lot of government misinformation floating yeah, around. Yeah, folks as well. just lying about shit. I was trying hey, to be nice. What are you going to yep. do? Yep. Jessica's yep. here. Hey, Jess, good to see you. Let's talk about Chloe Cole, Danielle. Remind, remind us who Chloe so is and why Chloe she matters. A few months ago. So, Chloe, and this is one of those, you and I talked about this, about, we, we talked about the story when it first came out. So, Chloe was born female. She transitioned to male and she's detransitioning. So, she is transitioning back to female. So I am going to use female pronouns for her because she's girl. She was born a girl. She's a girl now. She had a little thing. Well, um, she came out very vocally at the sort of beginning of her detransitioning and said that the things that were done to her were wrong, that um, she was transitioned during her early teenage years. She was 13 or 14. Um, and well, let me not bury the lead and then I'll go back and tell some stuff. So she has brought a lawsuit against, I believe it's Kaiser maybe, but she has filed the first lawsuit in the United States um, as a detransitioner against hospitals for pushing her into um, what she calls medical mutilation. Okay. So, you know, she claims that she, her team claims that she was given misinformation, that she was mistreated, that she was mutilated because of the information that she was given and the decision she was allowed to make as a 14-year-old. Right. Um, so, um, uh, sorry, 13. She was, so according to, I think this is uh, Fox News, a Fox News article, um, at 13, Chloe was struggling with uh, a multitude of mental health comorbidities. Now, mind you, she was diagnosed or identified with these things. We don't say you're diagnosed with mental health issues. We say they're identified, including anxiety, depression, puberty, uh, pu uh, pubertal struggles, which what girl doesn't struggle with puberty, um, body dysmorphia, learning disabilities, autism spectrum symptoms, um, and concerns about being sexually abused or raped in addition to ongoing confusion regarding her gender. But instead of cross-sex hormones and mutilation surgery, she needed love, care, attention, and regular weekly psychotherapy, not cross-sex hormones and mutilation uh, mutilation surgery, according to her lawsuit. Right. So she was given a double mastectomy, um, cross-sex hormones, starting at 13 or 14. So her... Alex, to remind you, you didn't remember what this story was. This is the girl who was talking about if she ever has kids, her puberty was arrested at 14. Yeah, this never going to happen. This child will never have kids. Um, so, um, sorry, I just, that, I just remembered that we had that conversation about this person. But um, anyway, so she's come out and talked about the struggles that she was having. Um, it's, I don't even know the word for it. It's horrifying. The number of girls on the autism spectrum that we're seeing identifying or being identified as transgender. Right. Um, it's, it's been like a, I was, I was, I was listening to a show the other day. It was on the radio. It was on uh, AM radio. 
and they were talking about the rate of increase, the, the most recent numbers, the rate of increase in trans-identified youth. And it's like a 20,000% increase. It's so much that you think that their decimal has to be in the wrong place. But it's gone from less than like a half of a percent to like, you know, 30% or something. Yeah, it's gone it's from probably like higher se- than that because yeah. this was a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's gone from like 72 a year to tens of thousands. And typically it's these girls who exhibit anxiety, depression, um, body dysmorphia. You know, I mean, you're 13 Things are starting to change. You're getting chubby in places that you weren't chubby before. So you think you're fat. You know, you think you're ugly. Hair's starting to sprout. You're starting to stink. Um, You just, like, you feel like you don't fit in your body. Like, everything just itches and it feels wrong. And you've got this social media contagion. Hairy and smelly is kind of the normal state of affairs for dudes. And I'm guessing why that's we don't. We, we don't struggle you know, with those issues. And and girls, you know, kind of go through that until you learn that, you know, you shave things, you, you know, there are things you do to manage that stuff and it's all good. But there are these huge changes that happen very quickly in male and female bodies. Right. But um, when that happened, like when I was a kid, my mom was like, you know, wash shit, wash your face and go to school. Not, oh, you know, there was nobody telling me, oh, you might be a boy. Like, you know, maybe right. we need to talk about this. But anyway, so right. Chloe talks about how the doctors told her, maybe you're a boy. And her mom, you know, hadn't heard anything about it, thought, you know, thought nothing of it until the doctor said, oh, well, maybe your daughter's really a boy. And she talks about how she was exposed to online transgender influences. And all of this influenced her decisions that at 14, she shouldn't have been making. Yeah. And it's, it's not just the online transgender influences. It's the government lying to these kids up to and including the former vice president, Joe Biden, telling these, first of all, referring to it as, as life affirming care. It isn't. This, the data proves that it isn't. This isn't saving any lives. In fact, it's probably costing more lives. Right. So the well, government's lying to them. The government's saying it's reversible. Oh, of course. Right. Of course you can do your whatever hormone blockers or whatever it is they're doing that, that make sure that you will never be fertile. Right. That you'll never be able to live a normal life as a woman ever again kids are being lied kids are being lied to talk about misinformation talk about rewriting history now we're rewriting science just the word transition transition means you change or a change is made from one thing to another there is no another it is a constant state of flux like you don't take excuse me you don't take cross-sex hormones until you become the other sex and then Bob's your uncle, you're done, like your prescription's out and you stop. That's your enti- the entire rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You have to be on those hormones and on pills to maintain um, a vaginoplasty. That, I don't right, know how so much it's a, it's, talk about, it's a but never healing, that hole doesn't, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a never healing wound. 
wound. It is a wound. Yeah. You have to maintain that or yeah. it will, it will, it will close. Yeah. 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 It is. Um, it's horrific. Yeah. What we're doing to kids under, under the, and you know, it's under the guise of life-saving affirming care when it, it, in reality, it's all there to serve an agenda to pander to a tiny, tiny minority of activists that, as Matt Walsh puts it, are coming after your children. Right. And it's important that, again, just like it's important, I think, to expose people to, to the true evils in this world, that is one of the true evils that people need to be exposed to. And they need to be exposed to the aftermaths of these surgeries. They need to be exposed to the psychological damage that it's doing to these kids because that's the only way it's going to stop. And to your point about suicide rates, they don't go down post-transition because, and again, there's there are numbers, but I mean, there's no proof of this, but the mental health concerns that the people are dealing with pre-transition are still there. If it's anxiety, if it's depression, whatever it is, because it's not gender dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. Transition does tend to address gender dysmorphia for that 0.0005% of people that actually have that. And y'all, my decimal is not in the wrong place. That's really the number. Um, For that number of people that really have it, transition is the way to address it. But everybody else... All you're doing is masking an actual mental health concern that's not addressed. Right. And so post-transition, you have all of those issues and you still have the mental health concerns. And for the vast majority of these kids, those mental health issues are bone stock standard mental health issues that kids go through, primarily young girls go through yep. during their adolescent puberty. And they work themselves out. We've known how to deal. Yeah, they work themselves out, but we've also known how to deal with them for decades. Right. And it's not, oh, tranny. Cut off your boobs. Yeah, that's not the answer. Oh, you like climbing trees? Tranny. Right. You don't want to wear dresses? Oh, tranny. Tranny. Here's a a scalpel. Lop off your boobs. It's, um. Oh, you listen to the Indigo Girls? No, you're not a lesbian. You're a tranny. You're a tranny. Duh. It's, it's sickening, man. These are every, every ridiculous policy proposal the left comes up with is to protect kids. Well, if it's, if it protects one child, I know you probably know this, except you know for what this and abortion portion of the population has decreased significantly as the transgender male population has increased gay men, lesbians. Lesbians. Transgender male. Okay, that's women. Yeah, that, no. Yes. Yeah. No, you're yeah. not a gay girl. Yeah. You're interested in girls? And oh, here's the and here's training. the we the, the here's the weirdest part of the whole thing because I've said, listen, I don't care. I'll respect your pronouns. Um, you know, if you're if you're an, an adult and you make these choices, that's one thing. Forcing right. this onto kids, that's a whole different issue that we're going to deal with in a completely different way. It's fucking evil. Simple as that. It is evil. It is the type of shit that Joseph Mengele was doing to inmates in concentration camps. And it's being done to these kids under the same level of coercement and force 
that Joseph Mengele used on his victims in concentration camps. But, but adults, worse, well, because it's for money. For profit. Yeah. The medical, and we know this because Matt Walsh told us because they blew it wide open at Vanderbilt. They did. In fact, we, uh, I have that as if by magic. Let's take a look at this. Starting in January 1st of 2017, according to the Affordable Care Act, insurance cover carriers are mandated to cover medical expenses for trans folks. Um, some of our BUMC financial folks in, 20, in August of 20, I'm sorry, October of 2016, sorry, a couple of years ago, put down some costs of how much money we think each patient would bring in. And this is only including top surgery. This isn't including any bottom surgery. And um, it's a lot of money. These surgeries make a lot of money. There's those, there's those, uh, those little flowery descriptions, top yep. surgery, bottom surgery. We're talking about mutilating genitals here right and they're they're putting these because profit motive right well we can we can't say we're hacking up somebody's vagina for money we can't say that so let's call it let's call it bottom surgery it's fucking ridiculous there's some light at the end of the tunnel though this is happening in a number of states tennessee just passed a ban on gender transition health care for minors even even the headline of this the even the tennessean right. yes this is from the tennessean even they went out of their way to flower this up a little bit danielle yeah gender transition health care for minors um they're going to end their current medical treatment by March of 2024. The bill will prohibit children from receiving puberty blockers, hormone therapies, or surgical procedures. This needs to be a reality in 50 states. This cannot be allowed to continue. I, I, don't, I don't invoke the name of Joseph Mengele easily. Right. Lightly, right. Lightly, but that's what this is. This is the the level of experimental mutilation that's taking place in America in 2023. Pulling apart babies, that's horrific. Pulling apart teenagers right and that's what they're doing tearing apart teenagers hacking off perfectly normal usable pieces of their body to serve the woke gods it's got to stop and the hormones dude we talked about this on another show when we were talking about i mentioned this on another show when we were talking about this issue but um, I cannot imagine what cross-sex hormones do to a person's body. Um, and I mentioned that, you know, I've been on birth control pills for decades for some medical issues um, and came off of them recently. And it was hell detoxing off of the estrogen. So I can't, um, I, I had no idea. Like I, it never even occurred to me that the things that, the estrogen was controlling and affecting in my body. So I can only imagine what high levels of estrogen do to a male body or high levels of testosterone do to a female body. 
because estrogen, my body makes estrogen. I just have more of it from the pills. Right. So, you know, hormones that your body's not supposed to have are only supposed to have in teeny tiny amounts. I can't even imagine. And we know some of the things that it's doing. We know that um, high levels of testosterone in girls for cross-sex hormone treatment are causing early onset osteoporosis. We've seen those studies. Yeah. Um, you know, the New York Times talked about that. It's fucked up, man. So it's fucked up. But it'll but, be interesting. What I go ahead. No, go on. It'll be interesting. Kind of wanted to to sort of bring our attention to was the co ongoing conversation you and Dave and I have had. Diamond Dave, um, who is a, a political consultant for the show, an ongoing conversation that we have had about whether or not the tides are truly starting to change. Right, that we're starting to see some articles, some big articles in big um, mainstream publications, yeah. bringing some things to light. So it'll be interesting to see if I think these will be some, you know, sort of test balloons yeah. to see how these stories are handled in the mainstream media, if they are at all. <sighs> you know, we shall see. I, I, you're, you're right. And we've talked about the the handful so far that have appeared in in flagship mainstream media publications. Here's the thing, though. It may not matter. None of this might matter, Danielle, because right. um, yet again, the world might be coming to an end. So, so at the end of the day, who gives a fuck? Right, yeah. What am I talking about? What well, are you talking about? Well, it would appear that Vladimir Putin's trying to kick off a new Cold War, Danny. Uh, Putin, on Tuesday, delivered a warning to the West over Ukraine by suspending a landmark nuclear arms control treaty, announcing that new strategic systems had been put on camp combat duty and threatening to resume nuclear tests. Um, this is all over Ukraine. We remember Ukraine, right? By the way, head to locals or buy me a coffee, support the show. We remember Ukraine. Yeah. There's, yeah. um, this, this well, Ukraine. Nice, nice folks that we support. Are, oh, that, right. Oh, right. right. The, the real Ukraine, this, oh, this one the here. Nazi one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, the world, the world may come to an end at some point. Because of these guys here, um, big, big enthusiastic Nazis in Ukraine. Um, you know how Justin Trudeau likes to do the blackface? Yes, he does. The Ukraines like to do the Nazi thing. They're, they're, Trudeau is a blackface enthusiast. The Ukrainians are, are very, very enthusiastic Nazis. Or at least up until February of 2022, when they suddenly became, you know, the, the fucking heroes of the planet. Right. So that Joe Biden could fight his proxy war with Putin. Well, Putin's now pulled out of the last remaining nuclear treaty with the United States. What did this treaty do? Well, it capped the number of nuclear... Not the number of missiles necessarily, but the number of launch vehicles and things like that. It capped both countries to 1,500 units. And both, both nations had the ability to inspect 
send in inspectors and inspect the uh, the holdings of the other company, we'll put it. Well, Vladimir Putin has pulled out of that treaty early. It was set to end in 2026, but he's pulled out of it early anyway. Although the Russians have said, we'll continue to honor the restrictions of the treaty. We're just not going to be part of the treaty anymore. What that means is just, just, just believe that we're honoring the terms of the treaty. Don't go building any new weapons because we're not scouts honor. However, that goes. It gets two fingers. Is it? Scouts honor. That's, that's what they're doing here. Yeah. We, we, we don't want to be part of your treaty anymore, but we're not going to, we're not going to expand anything. Well, of course they fucking are. (laughs) Of course they are. And listen, I know, I know I pick on the Ukrainians, but I pick on the Russians too, because they're, we've said from day one of this invasion, from day fucking one, the, the day the invasion happened was the day I first brought up that graphic. That was the first time I brought it up and YouTube were not happy about it. So we've avoided talking about it on the, not, not now we're on rumble, but we avoided talking about it before the YouTube ban. And we've talked about it on locals. We've done some pretty in-depth stuff on locals about Ukraine, including the, the entire history of this conflict, which shows beyond the shadow of any doubt that the Ukrainians are in fact, Pieces of shit. Pieces of absolute shit. Well, they're low-life conniving. Yeah, they are. They're, they're yeah. Nazis. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're you, you, you know, they're, they're Nazis. And, and they do what you would expect Nazis to do. Uh, and still are to this day. So anyway, he's uh, pulled out of the treaty. He's announced, I don't know what this means, but he's announced that new strategic systems had been put on combat duty. We don't know what that is. That could be a missile defense system. It could be an early alert system, or it could be an offensive strategic system that's been put on uh, combat duty. He's threatened a number of times during this conflict that this could go nuclear. And now he's saying they will resume nuclear testing, but only if America begins nuclear testing first. Again, don't don't take Vladimir Putin's word for it. Right. We had a conversation last week, I think it was, about China and Russia. And what I believe is, is China's build up to an invasion of Taiwan while we're busy somewhere else. When now China is uh, cozying up, they've always been cozy with Russia, but now they're beginning to involve themselves in this Ukrainian conflict. Ask yourselves, why would China at this point right now, why would China want to be offering any kind of support to Russia in Ukraine? other than to keep Western allies busy in Ukraine while China focused their attention on something else. Right. Again, I know it's a bit conspiratorial, but all of these pieces, man, all of these pieces, the geopolitical sciences at play right here. Right. 
in one breath, China is offering military aid to, uh, to Russia. In the next breath, they're calling for peace talks over Ukraine. Which of those do we think China is more motivated to, per to pursue? Probably not the peace talks. Probably not the peace talks. Thinking they're not all that PC. Yeah. This this has the potential to kick off. Listen, I'm sure many in our audience are a lot younger than us. I shouldn't say many. I'm making an assumption. Some, I'm pretty sure many are a I'm, lot Dude, we're old. I imagine we're old. I imagine some in our audience are younger than us and they don't remember, you know, maybe they weren't around in the 1980s. The 1980s, which was maybe not the height of the Cold War. Dude, those were magical days. A wooden desk could protect you from nuclear from fallout. From nuclear fallout and, and a nuclear blast. Yes. A wooden desk. All you had and, to do was and not jump these, under your desk. Not these sturdy British school desks, like these, no. these Ikea plywood, plywood yes, bullshit. Yes, plywood with like the metal with the chair. Underneath. Yeah, with the yes. chair built into it. American desks yep. could protect you from a nuclear blast. Talk about, by the way, talk about government misinformation. Right. What a way to control your populace. Lie, again, lie to them about the actual horrors of, uh, of what they're creating. Right. Because let's not yeah. forget, the only, only government have these weapons. The United States is the only government to have deployed these weapons. We're fully aware of the horrors of these weapons. And during the 1980s, the Cold War was uh, was raging. Spending on weapons was out of control. It was through the roof. It was a race. It was an armament race. And this has the potential of pushing us right back into that arms race, Danielle. Which, for the likes of China... And the likes of Russia and the likes of the United States is an economic fucking gold mine. Right. Which is why I can't sit here and say that ain't going to happen. It's an economic gold mine to these people to do. Costs us destroys literally and figuratively destroys an economy destroy for for us for the for the average working man and woman but it's an absolute gold mine for government and government contractors and the military industrial complex they would love a new arms race danielle the chinese would love a new fucking arms race russia would be more than happy with a new arms race. Right. And now the, the pieces are now in place to, uh, to kick off the arms race once again. So, and we abandoned our missile defense system back in the, uh, back in the two thousands. We didn't abandon it. We just, I, I, we just haven't advanced it. As far as, as far as I know, a lot of this stuff obviously is top secret, and we're not going to know. 
Um, but as far as I know, there's been no real advancement. The, the, and, and if the West wing is anything to go by, we're going to miss by 200 miles anyway. Right. Yes. So, and the West wing is always right. That's yeah. That's the, that is the blueprint. So Dave, I thought about that too, that, um, for, uh, under the desk prevented nuclear attacks and lined up seated in the hallway with a book over your head, um, in right. a, Crash position prevented a tornado disaster. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But the piece of shit Russians have, uh, they're kicking off a new Cold War. The uh, piece of shit Ukrainians, still Nazis. And the piece yeah. of shit Chinese are uh, starting to get involved. Again, I think it's just another, it, they're, they're gaslighting. It's a little straw. They're setting up their little straw man over in Russia and Ukraine so that they can get busy in uh, Taiwan. And uh, this piece of shit, former vice president, loving every minute of it because his yep. proxy war with Russia gets to continue. Fiddling while Rome burns. Everyone's a piece of shit. Piece of shit publishers rewriting literature. Piece of shit journalists lying to a nation and a piece of shit government lying to kids about the uh, safety and efficacy of their transgender journeys. Yeah, piece of shit medical Entire medical industrial complex shredding our kids. Yeah. All of them are a piece of shit. Every one of them is piece of shit of the week. And it's only Monday. And piece of shit labs making fucking viruses. Avian flu. That's going to be the next one. Apparently avian flu is making is that the jump. back? Yeah. It's oh. making the jump to humans. There are people in, uh, where the fuck was it? I, India, I think. Uh, somewhere. Uh, somewhere it wasn't here and that's the important thing right it was uh, some bullshit country where uh people are dying of bird flu now so avian flu biden actually told polish leader he wishes he could add ski to the end of his name yeah biden ski yeah oh for fuck's sake let's get out of here yeah all right we're done y'all thank you so much for hanging out with us we love you we appreciate you we'll see you next time bye guys love you